0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? (sighs) Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
2: (sighs) Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. (laughs) That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Welcome to 3 a.m. 3am 3am where we discuss and dissect the supernatural
4: what's the scariest thing you've encountered that's been one of our favorite questions for years 3am is the result of asking this question over and over again
3: stories we share typically sourced from those we know our listeners or personal experience the validity of which can be determined by you the listener
2: while we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy.
3: Welcome to the 3AM Podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. Guys, welcome to episode 100. Heyo. Man, we started this thing uh, two and a half years ago, <laughs> and it's wild to think about.
2: Bro, you remember when... Like, the stat we heard was if you can make it past 20 episodes, you can yeah. make it. Yeah, yeah,
3: man. We were hyped about that. And that was 80 episodes ago. Quick maths. Yeah. Ooh. Um, But congratulations. Thank Dude. you to everyone who supported us thus far.
4: 100%. Right off the bat, we want to thank patrons. Everyone who supported us, specifically our top-tier patrons, our $25 ones. They are technically producers of the show. So, real quick, we want to thank Brittany, my sister, Aaron, you know who you are, you the best. Uh, she's given so much to us. Alex, the homie, Kevin, Jr., Kylie, Tenny, Isaac, and shout out Tone Mob, uh, homie of the podcast. But
2: without you guys, like, we wouldn't have any of this. So, Huge thank you thanks. so much. Yeah, also, you may notice we told you guys we had some big changes coming up, one of those is our new studio Ayo. which we are in right now we got a real life fern wall on the back here planted that last week myself and we got this cool little like wood table thing here it's all legit now we're legit we got tables and shit yeah. uh we finally
4: moved out of dj's bedroom so that's the biggest step we've made as a podcast DJ's the so most grateful
3: yeah. <laughs> I have my own space now, and yeah, the studio has yeah. its own space.
2: Oh but. for sure. no, it's dope to be down here. Also we have a couple of visitors, so first off, I want to shout out our interns, Miranda and Kalima, and a couple of visitors back here. we got Aiden, Charles Brother, Willow, and Mal are also. Shout out Aiden all there. so what up? Thanks you guys.
3: Oh, uh, if you're watching, you probably already follow us. But if you don't follow us, uh, check us out on Patreon if you want to support us, dot com slash the 3 a.m. pod. We also have our Discord, which is new. Sorry, I think my mic is falling. I might have to fix that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our Discord uh, is available to everyone. thing that we're excited for is our emotes. We just created a bunch of custom emotes uh for for discord we're hoping it'll transfer over to youtube soon we're thinking about twitch in the future this mic is definitely falling
5: Um,
3: (laughs) should we fix real quick yeah we'll fix it while you bring up the 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 new emotes real quick we're so stoked
4: everyone's here hopefully we have a good time tonight uh interact with us as much as you want in chat kalima's gonna be watching so is miranda so yeah thanks for being here yeah. It's been a journey, bro. <laughs> Speaking of journey, I know most of you know this, but there might be some of you who don't. We started in a basement with one mic that was placed on this stool. <laughs> and uh we'd wanted to start a podcast for so long and we just didn't know what to do. The original idea was uh let's do shit we don't want our moms to know. And we oh, would call yeah. it don't please don't tell my mom. <laughs> So just all the hooligan stories of us growing up and we ask all of our friends their hooligan stories. We're like, all right, let's do it. Uh, your boy and your other boy, we were kind of perfectionists. So we thought about doing it for like four or five years. Yeah, so we just thought about it for a really long time. Then finally we we're like, all right, no matter what, on this day, let's meet in my tiny ass basement apartment <laughs> where <laughs> I wanted to die. On our camp chairs. On creaky ass camp chairs and let's just record it and who cares? Let's just put it out there and see what's up. And yeah, we did that. And from there, we're sitting here at a hundred episodes later, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so it's it's truly been a journey. And yeah, we've had a lot of friends and family like if it weren't for everyone supporting us, we would not have kept going so much. So shout out my family specifically, all my siblings, my parents, you're the real ones, all of their families, and a couple of straight up day oneers who like privately hit us up all the time to encourage us. So, thank you so much.
5: Gang.
2: <laughs> uh, Sean,
4: you
3: finished something today.
2: Hell yeah, brother. So, I threw this up on our Instagram today as I did our episode drop announcement. From the top of Mount Baldy, um, I was running a race. It's the uh, Cirque Mountain Series. And the race I did, um, I actually, I posted a pic. If you want to throw that up for our uh, listeners to check that out of the course I was on. Oh. Whoa, look at that background. (laughs) (laughs) So I started here at the bottom and then wanted to kill myself for about three and a half miles till I got to the top. And that's where I announced the episode drop. (laughs) And then ran all the way, rest of the way down. So at this point, I can't move.
5: (laughs)
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm hella sore right now, bro.
4: We showed up to the studio to like set everything up, and Sean is laying like a dead body on the floor, (laughs) and all of us like moved around him while we set things up. But he's like, "Guys, I seriously can't." And then he went upstairs and like (laughs) laid down. He's like, "Dude, I
3: don't know if I can do this, bro." How many races have you run so far?
2: Uh, Let's see. So I did. This is my first uh, Cirque Mountain series. I'm also doing another one in September. It's up in Wyoming, but I have run four different spartan races all at the they're different like lengths from three miles nine miles to 14 miles and i feel like i did like a tough mutter one time yeah you did but that's long forgotten (laughs) um why dude it's just messy bro you enjoy it i i don't like the mess i like the race but why you do enjoy you like the race? race? You,
3: you enjoy doing all these races.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, for the first half, I hate it as I'm going 2,500 feet up for three and a half miles. And then I have this, like, euphoria that hits when I get to the top. And it's just like that runner's high, bro. <laughs> bro, I don't believe it, though. <laughs> bro, you can believe what you want, bro. But, no, I actually love it. I love doing it. Um, and I feel like just like today – I was like looking around at all the other people who were out there like ready to do the race. And I'm like, man, dude, I'm the most out of shape person here. <laughs> everyone was just super in shape like trail runners. That's a different kind of like physical like. That's funny because when we're hiking, you were like ahead of everyone. <laughs> Sean gasses us so hard yeah. when we hike.
0: Dude, so I, I was getting gas
2: today. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen the results, but I did the whole course, which was like a little over seven miles. And then up a, a mountain. I did it in about a little over two hours. But I just saw the person who placed first in that race. It was 56 minutes. And I'm like. The whole thing? The whole thing. How Whoa. long did it take you? Two, Like two hours, 12 minutes. Oh, bitch. He was running yeah. like twice, more <laughs> Damn, than twice as fast, ass, bro. <laughs> bro.
3: <laughs> Would you consider marathons or ultra marathons when you think of, uh, what's his name? Ball David Dale. Goggins. David Goggins. Is that like. He sadis. What's the word? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the What's the right word? Word?
2: just Where you enjoy putting yourself through the pain. Yeah. Okay, I kind of relate to that, dude, because wh- why else would you want to run one of these races? Yeah. Yeah. I actually do at some point want to run a marathon and try an ultra. So that's in yeah. the future as well. That's wild.
4: Did y'all know marathon runners do-do and PP themselves? Yeah. Do you know that's like a regular
3: thing? Yeah, and they have like crazy, uh like chapped nipples. Oh, yeah, they yeah, have Nah, bro, them. you put on that
2: body glide and tape, bro, you're not getting no chaps, bro. What?
3: I, had, I had a cousin who
2: like
4: ran a marathon, several or something. And when I was little, she said, Yeah, you just, as you run, you just let it run. <laughs> and I was mortified. Like, that's the foulest thing I've ever heard.
3: You just running and,
4: We also ate a ton of Taco Bell before we went live, so. I was going to say, what what sadist
3: (laughs) tendencies do you have? Taco Bell.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Dude, spicy food is my biggest one. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have to think. I have (laughs) many. There's like a a thing I go through, like when a situation gets so bad, like the worse it gets, the funnier I find it. Because I'm like, wow, this could not get worse. Same. It kind of does. So I usually just laugh. And my wife... Uh, I think that's a really fun situation. <laughs> like When we have really hard
2: times, I just laugh because it's hilarious to me. Bro, I was doing the same thing like a few weeks ago when we were on the Lost Coast, and I'm pretty sure everyone was pissed at me. Because <laughs> I was like out running in the rain like with my shirt off, laughing, and everyone's in their tents, and I'm sure that they just were upset. They're like, we're stuck with this psycho. Bro, you <laughs> you are constantly laughing at the
3: weirdest times.
2: Okay, Sean so, has so what if I laughed during you the middle that. of know, I'm not the only one.
4: The one I'm thinking of is Kevin in Hereditary.
2: Bro, I laughed too. Oh, that
3: one In movies spot, was where it's like <laughs> the part you're not supposed to laugh, you can always count on Sean and Kevin Spoiler laughing. alert.
4: In Hereditary, a character is in the back of a car and sticks their head out of a car. And then smack, their head runs into a light pole. And their head they get beheaded. And it's like out of nowhere when you're watching. It's so jarring. So that happens in the movie theater. And everyone's like, <gasps> and Kevin goes, ha! <laughs> and like screams and everyone looks over at him and then when Kevin starts laughing he literally can't stop so it just like fueled itself and
3: everyone's watching him too so that fueled him too dude Uh-oh. it's like when uh people were watching the joker and there was like the, the mass shooter dude it's not it's not a good feeling
4: <laughs> i remember yeah when we watched the joker and like if you haven't seen the joker there's very dark things that happen at the end and people were laughing like it was so uncomfortable in the theater and i was like this
3: is not the right reaction i swear it was someone here who went to go see the joker and like oh it was me
2: <laughs> i swear there's someone here dude i'm that guy
3: it's me i saw the joker <laughs> and somebody was laughing maniacally at like <gasps> random parts and i looked at my girlfriend red flag bro i yeah. looked back at the person back and forth and i'm like do we stay do we go is, a little bit closer is to this the exit? five dollar the where they are <laughs> really really worth <laughs> uh we made it but, <laughs> barely dude, it made it like a 4d
2: experience Sean, are races getting harder for you? Um, This one was definitely one of the hardest ones I've done. What do you mean getting harder? Well, I'm not the types of
3: races he's getting.
4: (laughs) No, no, I'm saying like I feel like level of difficulty. Old, old. (laughs) (laughs) Like my little brother's visiting in town, and I've been trying to like plan all these fun activities. And bro, I'm like, yeah, man, like let's go hike. And then he he leaves the room, and I'm like, oh gosh. I'm so tired. <laughs> I have, I'm like, hey, I need to go work on work real quick. And I go to my room and nap for like 20 minutes. <laughs> but, dude, I'm starting to feel the effects of getting older, which like is what? weird. Is it just the napping what joint, or what? I, the first thing I've noticed is uh, noises I make. So like <laughs> Just like grunts? Like getting out of my couch. I'm like, ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's hard, bro. I used to be a spry young thing. Actually, okay, this is really embarrassing. Whatever. I I may or may not have. <laughs> I can't believe I brought this up on on live. Uh, I may or may not have photos of
2: myself without shirt. <laughs> wow, dude, embarrassing, bro.
4: No, like when I was fit and I was looking at it, I was like, dude, I have fallen so far. Like this is unreal. I just am like not the same person. But anyway,
2: those are me, Tumbling, me huh? getting older. How about you guys, dude? Recovery time for me is, is getting a little bit longer. <laughs> kind of fun.
5: It's nice. Speaking
3: of getting old, what do you think this of segment. all of the... <laughs> uh, real quick, we're being alerted.
2: Yeah, we got some good stuff
1: in the chat. Oh, oh let's hear
2: from chat real quick.
1: So Mommy Buttercup, back to when you guys were talking about laughing. Um, she says, laughing is the best way to get through stuff. My parents laugh when my dad got his cancer diagnosis. <sighs> I mean, well, it is true. There he goes. (laughs) What was that name? Mommy Buttercup. Oh, Oh.
3: (laughs) With a name like that. (laughs) Yeah, you can say whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, We got some Kevin comments. Kevin's laugh boosts my serotonin. Where's where's Kevin?
3: People want to know.
1: Bro, dude. Actually.
3: Kevin, unfortunately, is at a funeral, at a friend's funeral, so he Mm -hmm. couldn't make it tonight. Yeah. And this isn't the last time we're going to stream, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. We we don't have a exact schedule. It, honestly, it's taken so much just to do this. <laughs> <laughs> like literally minutes before we started. Seconds before before we started, we were still preparing, plugging shit so, in, yeah, unplugging. It, shit. Yeah, dude. It's uh. As we it,
2: were already streaming, we were still trying to fix up the mics and so yeah, they weren't falling.
3: It's been a lot. So, uh yeah. Also, like live being a new element. This I don't know. I'm feeling a little awkward. So it's crazy. To to think. Deal There's at least deal like, with, like 14 people watching us. Yeah, trying to break the. Not break the fourth wall, but there are people watching us. <laughs> <laughs> Take this away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anything else from chat? Um Yeah, there's a lot. Mommy <laughs> Buttercup says, don't diss my name. You should. My story today, it's my birthday. Be nice. Yo!
3: Oh, happy birthday. I, I don't think know I if know that's, who this uh, is. Is that... Uh, you don't need to one say our. It. Yeah, we don't need to say. But <laughs> we do have uh, at least two followers, I swear, who messaged us and said... Said it was their birthday today. Birthday. So, yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, you two. Do you know yeah. who you are?
1: <laughs> Then someone wants to know, most embarrassing moment, and if you were forced to do a drug, which one and why? Oh, bro, all Dude. of them, first of all. I'm not <laughs> just kidding.
4: Dude, I actually have an embarrassing moment, and it's something that plagues me to this day. I'm caught in the cords. Hold on. Okay, so I used to swim and play water polo in high school. This new freshman came on. I'm like a junior or something. Uh, new freshman came on, and his dad just randomly was like, hey, I'm the assistant coach now. Like didn't go through the proper channels, but he just made himself assistant coach and started like coaching us. We're like, dude, who the f- who the, who are like you? volunteer? <laughs> yeah, but he was like, he was made himself real official. Uh, every time, he, every, okay, this was high school, or whatever. Every time he spoke, the entire varsity team just went underwater for like two minutes. <laughs> so he'd be like, "All right, guys, we're gonna be running a and also be like, <gasps> and just stay under there forever." Huh. But one time we're at like a a meet and I'm sitting in the crowd and he's just screaming at people. I I will try to justify my actions of being a little asshole by saying he was a dickhead. He was really (laughs) really mean and he always like compared the whole team to his son, right? So everyone's like, dude. So I'm sitting in the stands and I'm like, I'm just going off. And people are laughing. So they're kind of fueling me. So I'm just tearing into him. He's such a dick. Like, he's so stupid. He doesn't know shit. His son is stupid. Like, I'm going off, right? And after, like, 10 minutes, someone just goes, dude, his mom is right behind you. And I just sat there, and I went, like, and she was sitting literally right behind me. And I just stood up and walked out. And I have not stopped thinking about that since the day it happened, dude. So now, anytime I'm, like, talking doo-doo, I'm, like... Just making sure Hyper I'm conscious yeah, of yeah. who's around who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That's been on my mind a lot lately. So funny that question came up. I kind of feel good about you know being able to vent a little. Thank, <laughs> thank you, whoever that was. <laughs> Any embarrassing things with
3: you guys? Uh, elementary
5: school. <laughs> the whole thing.
3: I had a mad lisp growing up. <laughs> up until the sixth grade. Uh, and if you listen carefully, I went through enough training where, like, I overemphasized my S's. Whoa. How do you overemphasize an S? I don't know. I just, like, they did, like, a bunch of exercises. Like, I had a straw. And when you, like, have the the letter S or when you say the letter S or words with the letter S, it would, like, whistle through the straw. So, like, you were trying to go for that sound when you were talking. Hmm. Yeah. So, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, speech drills. <laughs> <laughs> Some, of us, dude, yeah, Some every, of us did sports. Some of us did drills uh, every week. It's okay, every week uh, the office lady would come into class and be like, "DJ, in front of the whole class, <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your speech. Your speech <laughs> lessons. Thank you." Yeah, you go, like, "Peed out, chumps." <laughs> <laughs> but that was my. Uh, that was probably my embarrassing. That's not super embarrassing.
4: I mean, it's pretty, especially at the it's time. More, I laugh at it now, dude. There was one. There was one time we were like new friends. And I was showing you a funny YouTube video. Did I have? A, did it come out? No, I was like,
3: because it does every once in a while.
4: Someone made a compilation of kids at Minecon, Minecraft con. Oh yeah! So it's like a hundred kids who went to Minecraft con, and it's like you know, they they're very socially inept. So they made a a compilation of like the most awkward moments and the first kid on there just has the maddest lisp and i'm just laughing i'm like oh look at and i look at dj and dj's like i had a lisp growing
3: up <laughs> i'm bitter i yeah. don't
4: even remember this that's so funny i was like oh sorry i'm,
3: <laughs> I'm hoping I'm past that dude there was one kid that i hated so much because he would always make fun of my lisp, and he would dude, do that call him out right now I what's up? Up. Don't, do don't do it i was about to I dude <laughs> i looked at the camera and everything uh, he would always do that rebuttal, like, I, like he'd, he'd like hit his shoulder on me, and I'd be like, "Oh, uh, sorry,"
2: and he'd be oh like, "Sorry, my gosh,
3: dude."
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude savage. Kids are assholes, dude. dude. Yeah, kids are psychopaths. But yeah. bro, I'm trying to think of an embarrassing moment. I think the most is probably this one time I went to Minecraft Con. Because I was
4: <laughs> here, dumb, dude. You couldn't afford it. Yeah, no, we couldn't, bro. They, <laughs> you were they playing didn't take actual onion Minecraft yet. outside. <laughs> Sean's like hitting real rocks with a yeah. hammer. <laughs> it's
2: not working, guys. Yeah,
4: a <laughs> <That> dunk counts. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where you would spam the onion grass emote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, Sean, now you're pretty poised. I feel like you're like you you you're very thoughtful in your actions. So yeah, you don't often
3: find yourself in a embarrassing moment. Sean's also hella like thick skin too, so like bro, if he I does still embarrass himself first sh- unless he does beat care. him in video games. <laughs> oh shoot, <laughs> <laughs> then it becomes a giant baby, big salty boy.
2: <laughs> you, you have an embarrassing moment you want to tell?
4: Yeah, it's uh, for Jordan, who's not here. Oh, dude, yeah, everyone who always gives love to Jordan, Jordan moved away and grew up. Yeah, a big boy job. Yeah, got a big like boy job. job. Yeah. He's, he's ascended. Like, yeah, uh, but um, Jordan hates scary movies hates them and sean and i we went through like a four-year period where we saw like two scary movies a week in the theaters any that came
2: out we went and saw it
4: any movie theater or any yeah movie that came out we were there at the movie theater and we made jordan come with us so jordan was like experiencing all this trauma he was like not sleeping he's like holy shit dude i gotta figure something out so he devised a plan he's like okay the movie will start and i'll be like oh i need to go get popcorn (laughs) so he would walk around the movie theater for like an hour and a half during movies Go to the bathroom, play some of the arcade games.
3: <laughs> he spent money to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
4: Talk about FOMO, bro. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, so this one time, we're seeing Sinister.
3: Oh yeah, and
4: Sinister is about Bagul, who like makes kids kill their families. That sounds so close. Pretty enough. heavy. And Jordan in the min- in the in the beginning of it, he's like, "Okay, I'm going to go get popcorn." So he leaves twenty minutes later. On the screen is the scariest scene of the entire movie. And it's a point, point POV camera. <laughs> of a
2: lawnmower. Filming
4: of a kid pushing a lawnmower on the on the lawn. As that's happening, Jordan walks in. Huge bowl of popcorn. <laughs> and he's down and he's in front, in front of the entire place because we always sit him back to make sure no one can kill us during movies. Exactly. So he's in front of the entire auditorium. And all of a sudden, the lawnmower... You see for a flash of a second the family's face and the kid runs over the face with the lawnmower and it's like and it's like this loud noise and it freaks out and Jordan goes and chucked
5: throws popcorn all the pop- everywhere
4: ten feet in the air, it rains down and the entire <laughs> auditorium like ha <laughs> laughed at him. But yeah. It That's was funny. funny. You had to be there.
3: What drugs would you do though? Oh
2: geez. have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> If I was Joe Rogan, what's the question?
4: If you're forced to take drugs, which one would you do? Is that what we? Is that what it was?
2: I think that's what it was, dude. I'm taking meth
4: off the table. Okay, I was (laughs) gonna say heroin (laughs) off the table. I can't deal with that right now. My life is too stressful. I would probably do DMT.
3: How about you two? Cocaine, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's the status drug. If there was like no, if there were like like zero side effects, drug, the what, the status, it is. It's like
2: narco's. Like all the money is in it, getting shit done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like I'd want to just explore the universe on like some shrooms. Maybe take shrooms. That's what I would do. Yeah.
4: Do not do drugs. We're not condoning. Yeah, we're not. This This is hypothetical in a video game we played once. (laughs) Don't do drugs. Stay in school. How's chat doing?
1: They're good <laughs> <laughs> Bro you got torn up About
3: your lisp
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's
1: hear it Yeah
3: We got Who the f DJ, There's no S in yeah, the like, who, who the fuck f- uh, so. DJ Pothy <laughs> 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 scary, <laughs> scary, yeah. Scary
1: Story <laughs> Oh
4: my god oh, this Scary
5: Story Podcast <laughs>
4: 3 a.m. Oh my gosh, it's everywhere.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: It's all low hanging fruit. I've heard all of these. <laughs> um, Is that it?
4: Yeah, that's it. That's I'll it. Die. Bro, talk about embarrassing. I prayed for a growth spurt for two and a half years straight. Almost every day. I tried not to miss a day. I was like, God, I'm doing my best. I'm keeping these commandments. It's time to see a little blessings. <laughs> I just want to hit six feet. And I prayed for that for like two years, almost every day. I probably missed like two days. That's probably why it didn't happen. But uh, that was only like two years ago. So
1: (laughs) So you've been doing it for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm currently doing it. People are also asking where Lucy is.
4: Oh, dude! Lucy's in. Lucy has a better life than most of our listeners probably. <laughs> most dogs, yeah. I'm saying listeners. Uh, she's traveling right now with my wife. They're in Portland, and they're just doing activity after activity every day, all day. But Lucy is healthy and happy. She survived. She's actually an amazing dog now. She's finally calming down. No period. Oh my gosh! She's she finished her womanhood, and she's amazing. I love her.
1: Huh. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Anything else? They want uh, height checks. Height. First checks? First of all,
4: rude. <laughs> I'm six seven. What are you? Six seven. Not me. Yeah.
3: Stand up, bro. Oh,
4: hold
1: mm. on. <laughs> no. Are we? Are, do they really want? Do they <laughs> want, want it? <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Someone said, "Do you hit six feet?" Um, and then someone else. Oh said no,
2: I do checks. lying down, but. Uh, oh my <laughs> gosh.
3: This is OnlyFans, we just do whatever they want
2: us to <laughs> yeah. do.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see some donos and
4: I'll yeah. show
3: you some feet. <laughs> Everybody, $50 dono put your on feet off. up, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool.
4: Uh before we move on, from all of the listeners who are here, any questions for us? Any thoughts? We also have the ability to do polls tonight. So if you can think of a good poll message and we'll do it, we'll try it out. We'll try the shit out. Thanks about having fun. So
1: first question where do we send the foot money? I have a Venmo.
3: <laughs> oh, put the Venmo handle up. Yeah,
5: we should.
3: <laughs> That's so funny. Put it up then. I don't know what it is. Damn you. Let's
4: check. This is thrilling entertainment.
3: <laughs> Come through. Charles will show his feet.
4: I think it's at notice but I'm not sure.
3: The three AM
4: podcast. <laughs> hey, that's the handle. Yeah, at the three AM podcast.
3: Perfect. Dope. Should we get started?
2: I guess. Actually, let's do this. Oh, two, oh,
1: two questions. Okay. The first is: Are you still Mormon?
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's that. And the next is: Can Charlie take off his socks? Uh, w- like we said, the Venmo is up. <laughs> Put hey, up yo. some numbers
4: and we'll see what's up, yeah
1: <laughs> oh one more. which story from the podcast scared you the most Oh shit, that's a good question
5: mm.
3: Charles had one a few a few a few years ago, a few weeks ago. I told and he was terrified on the way home. He called me he's like, dude, I'm actually scared driving home. I think your wife was out of town, and, and my phone was on one percent, yeah,
4: and I was borrowing a huge car, so it was like
2: there's so much room for someone darkness, behind you. yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, he was like, uh, my phone's at 1% and it's probably going to die. And it died. <laughs> so, phoneless. That was a rough time and I was like, man, screw this
4: podcast, dude. I hate this.
3: <laughs> this is not worth it. Uh, what story was that, though? Some
2: demon shit. That's what scares me the most. Yeah,
3: but we got to remember.
2: I don't know. What about you guys? I remember, and it wasn't scary Like when I told the story because I'd already gone over it. But when I got the story from someone, it was a person who hit me up on LinkedIn, oh. found me, and sent their story there. And as I'm reading it at like midnight, I'm like, F- "This story is scary, bro." Which one was it? What it was it the one where his mom dies, and he gets roped into going to like some sort of Ouija board seance.
4: That one scared me
2: too, bro. That one was terrifying.
4: Anything with demons, I just like, dude, I it's everything else is fun and games to me, but demons, I'm
2: always like very hesitant. <laughs> not no bueno that's usually when it gets me to when i'm like reading the story by myself in the dark and i'm like isn't that one where they're doing like the ouija and then the freaking f- they like run to the, to the back and door and then there's something standing at the back door dude. Oh my yeah gosh. i think it's pretty evident or clear but we
4: love like native american folklore and yeah. especially skinwalker i think that was a huge reason why even before we had this podcast, we would, like, search out Skinwalker stories.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of anonymity behind that, and uh, Leah cleared a lot of that up. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think about times where I got, like, chills around my whole body uh, during the podcast, and there, there's a few, but the one that sticks out most is just Leah. Leah was awesome. Talking about when uh, she was laying in her bed.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: She saw the Skinwalker in her window, and she woke her family up she had to like walk out and she knew And her there. mom was yeah like leading this whole, this whole operation yeah this charge yeah. And her mom grabbed her and was like we can't afford to be scared so the chills were like part like like uh, uh, i don't know just uh, inspiration empowers- but like dude <laughs> also terrifying to like run outside with one of those but yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: good question that is a great question is that yeah. it no, there's a bunch. Ooh. Oh, dude, keep it going. Let's yeah. go this
1: as long th- as we Let's want. Take a couple more. Okay, one is what type of stories freak you out the most, or what's the scariest
2: genre? Me is demons, 100. percent I don't know. It depends on my mood. It's a lame answer, I know. <laughs> well, for me, like this is one that scared me most was that demon story. But I think in general, as a genre, probably like people, like out in the woods, because I I can relate. I can see that happening. Especially, yeah, we to, go out in the me, woods yeah, a ton, yeah. ton of times. So,
4: yeah, anything or what do you like the most? Then give them something. I feel like you were torn, or DJ seems to really, really enjoy like mimic stories. Sure.
3: Missing four one one. I probably spent the most time reading about missing four one one than anything else. So hmm. sick. That's a favorite. What else we got?
1: Heather says, if you had to pick a favorite out of each other, who would you pick?
3: I'd
2: pick me for sure.
4: (laughs) Oh, damn. Right (laughs) answer. I'll pick Kevin. No, I'll pick Jordan. Kevin and Jordan. I say Kalima. Uh,
2: Hey. Uh, I'm the only narcissist here, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So no one picked you?
1: This is a good one. Are you guys ever going to do a live recording from a haunted place? We
2: talked about this, actually. We talk Um, about it. Oh, I think it was yesterday I was talking to you as we were, like, going past, like, an amphitheater somewhere, and we kind of talked about doing a recording there, but also branching out to, like, other scary haunted places. That would be so sick. So, we're thinking about it. It's in the works. Yeah. is in that yes. we're talking we'll about. We'll do it. one
3: before the end of the year. Ooh.
2: Okay. okay. You just okay. found us. Before the end of the year.
3: We really want to take it a step further and separate us. <laughs> so, they're streaming backpacks, if you've ever seen that, or if you're on Twitch or anything like that. You uh it's like fully mobile streaming capable. It's a backpack, has internet, has a camera, and like a speaker where like people can pay to uh, have like their comments read out loud. Yeah. So they can walk around and hear the comments and speak to the camera. So we've thought about that's way in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but like ultimate 3 a.m. would be us three each having a backpack exploring a haunted place. Freak, dude. At the same time. Or just like hanging out in a haunted place and doing an episode, all three of us together. Bro, I already done that, basically.
2: When I went out to the pink house. Oh. You remember that? Mm,
4: I do. Classic. Yeah, we were doing an elaborate plan to trick Jordan and scare him. <laughs> so we told him Sean had to go to his grandpa's funeral. First of all, sketchy that we're using the death of a family member as like our alibi. See, the problem was, or that
2: it oh, worked. Yeah. It worked because it was actually happening. Like but that, you just couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. So and I was like, I have to go. And left earlier that day, just hung around, hung out around town, and then headed out. And there's
4: this scary, there's this famous scary house in South Provo called the Pink House. Yeah. It's I think wh- it's gone now, actually. Yeah. It got, it got demolished, but it's way out in the middle of this field. You have to run across like six fields, and they're privately owned. And one part has uh, a bunch of horses. And, and one was scary ass horses. Yeah, yeah, bro. They were like rearing up and kicking at us. And Sean went out there like an hour early and had to sit in this haunted house in the darkness and just wait for us to come there. And then, yeah, we terrorized Jordan. It was a really good
2: fun memory. Yeah, fun memory. <laughs>
4: uh, real quick, I want to ask everyone in chat, if you're comfortable, Where, what state or what country are you in? I just want to know where like everyone's from. Yeah. Because this is the first time we're like, it's us as group of friends, we do this every week, but it's fun to bring chat in and just kind of like, feel who's
1: there someone from chat just asked that question
3: where's everyone from
1: where's everyone watching from yeah sick cool we got washington state did you guys have
3: something
5: yeah check your feed no
1: i've been told oh Oh. you about ready to show your feet bro
3: it better be oh me is that worth dude that's uh (laughs) It's a good amount (laughs)
4: So I have to legit show my feet. Is that how this shit works? I are think you really that's that how it works. It's my bro. first time being a hoe. I don't know how this. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know what to do. I'll, what a historical moment. Okay, so we may have just gotten Venmo'd a decent amount of money. <laughs> is it like ankle worthy? Yeah, or? I could give heel, heel. Hey, I will say this. No, give the whole foot, dude. Wait,
2: our our uh, producers are saying don't do it. Don't do it. We literally have a picture, two pictures of DJ's feet as emotic- emoticons. <laughs> yeah.
4: But I intentionally have worn socks every time because I was like, I ain't giving that shit up.
2: Bro, I already, <laughs> everyone's seen my feet too. I
1: oh. Should
4: I text Brittany and ask her? Should I be a hoe?
1: Someone said, Charlie, do you need to ask your wife first? <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that, that's important too.
3: If we don't do it, we'll Venmo the money back. Hell yeah, I'm Venmoing it back. Yep. Uh, What was I going to say, though, before that? Forget it's me. crazy you didn't keep your promise. <laughs> it's really crazy to me that you wouldn't do what you said.
4: Oh, I said for the right amount of money. Now, that's like in the right direction, but. Huh. Dude, I was known on my mission. Okay, no, that's not. Okay. Oh.
5: Whoa, <laughs> what were you, know, you no. going to say, dude? Well, don't don't anyway, stop. stop with stories started.
4: time. <laughs> no, I uh, used to go to this Fijian house, and the mom was Fijian. First of all, dopest lady ever. And every time I'd show up, because it's Australia and hot as hell there, literally, I would take off shoes, socks, like tie, everything I could. So I'd walk around barefoot. And she used to call me Cute Feet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you. Things because like her kids were twice the size of me because they were Fijian and I was just like a small Asian person. But I don't know. May have been sexually harassed. All
1: right, what's yeah. the next subject? Anything else from chat before we move on? I'll just read a list of where everyone's saying. Oh, cool. So we got NYC, Kingsburg, California, <sighs> Central Valley, California, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Ooh. Manila, Philippines, <laughs> hell. Filipino. How ma do bu- you say? Yeah. Oh. Oh, f- Whoa, oh. Whoa, Sorry, bro. Don't say that. Don't say that. Uh, San Diego, Saratoga Springs, Alabama. <laughs> hell. Hell. <laughs> Uh, Damn, that's a rough place. <laughs> uh,
3: Texas. Yeah, we got someone from
1: everywhere.
4: Sick. Cool, man.
3: So, We're excited to have everyone here. Yeah. It means a lot to us. Bro, let's tell our stories.
4: All right. All right. Now we roll our 20-sided die to determine in what order we tell our stories. Highest number goes first, so on and so forth.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, The way we do this is still so ghetto. We haven't changed it in a hundred (laughs) episodes. One day we'll have like an
2: action cam over so you guys can see the role a lot better. I got a 10. Charles got a 9. Deej hit a (sighs) 1. There needs to be a
4: punishment. If you have a good idea for a punishment, put it in chat.
3: I'll sprain my ankle right now. (laughs)
2: I feel bad. I'm not showing my feet. I mean, I feel a little bit bad too, but <laughs> I already seem, I've already shown my feet. So no one, it's not special. Okay. Dude, was that the first time you've ever been pimped out? I
4: mean, I
3: think so. <laughs> I don't know. That's wild.
2: All right, guys. I got a pretty good story. And so I'm taking us to Kentucky. Back to my roots. <laughs> And this is in a town called Somerset, Kentucky. The writer or the person this story happened to is named, we'll call Stormy. Now, he's about 15 years old at the time. He says that he and his friends are all like big into horror films. Like to emphasize this, he's like, I would stay up late watching the Elm Street movie, even the shitty three sequels they put out. Dude, I think they're up to like 13. Bro, they might be. Yeah. But anyways, they're all super into horror movies. One thing he and his friends, though, love more than anything else is all of the paranormal investigation shows. (laughs) And they're all just set on having their own paranormal investigation show. Now, luckily for them, one of the friends' name is Mark, and his dad also is big into it, and so he has all of the equipment. Like the... uh, was not an EMF EMF detector. Yeah, he's got one of those. He even said he has like a clip full of silver bullets just in case. Oh, dude! So they're they're ready to go <laughs> against all the werewolves out there, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> so they're all set on having their own show, but they're going to be different, and they're going to be different because when shit hits the fan, they're not going to run away. <laughs> In his own words, they're going to stand their ground against whatever it is. Hmm. (laughs) So, sounds pretty legit to me. Because one of the most (sighs) infuriating things to me is when I was watching a Finding Bigfoot one time. They're out in the woods. Somebody hears a sound. They're like, oh, it could be Bigfoot. Oh, let's go back to camp. I was like, (laughs) I was so angry. So angry. So, I'm kind of about this idea of not running away when things get gnarly out there for them. So, at this time, though, they're all like 15. And because of that, they can't exactly have their own show just yet. It's more of just exploring the woods behind their house at this point. We all have been there. Now, one weekend, Stormy and his friends are all over at Mark's place. And that was kind of the place to be just because that's where all the equipment was. And there's just huge forest out behind the house. Plenty of places to explore. They're waiting out the day, basically. Waiting for it to get night so they can head out and start exploring. Hmm. Now, once night fell, they took off, and he says they're all just strapped. Like he's got a twenty-two pistol. Friends got rifles. They're all heading out, and he says, "Okay, so it's Somerset, Kentucky, bro. If I ran into a ton of Kentucky teenagers with armed to the tits, dude, that would be the scariest thing in the world." He says it's not unusual. Oh, okay. For people to be carrying guns around. However, it's slightly unusual for 15-year-old boys too. <laughs> so it's this is like a tiny little town. Um, and Kalima, you want to throw a picture? That is Somerset. Huh. They have like this little like city center. But once you get about two miles out of this city center, it's just forest. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. He said that basically the closest house to Mark's place is about 20 minutes. Damn. So it's like thick forest. It's all like, uh, what is the name of it? Cumberland, like mountains or something like that. But basically, they're on the middle of nowhere. This is one of the places around Somerset, Kentucky, which looks dope to me, but like the thick forest. Okay. Just to give you an idea. So, as soon as they get back into the woods, he says immediately they kind of have this like feeling of unease. Like there was still animal and bug noises and stuff like that, but it just seemed off. Not too off, though, to where they can't keep exploring. So they continued into the woods for about 15, 20 minutes, and they come across this bridge. And it's just this old, rickety, wooden bridge that goes across this gulch that is like 15 feet straight down, basically. And then the bridge kind of goes for about 50, 60 feet until it kind of goes around like another hill. At least that's how far they can see it goes. So at this point, they're like, let's just chill here. Let's take a little break. And that break turns into setting up a campfire and just chilling there. Now, uh, Stormy said that all of the homies are just sitting around the fire talking. And so he decides to go on watch. And he heads out to this perimeter that they've kind of set around their campfire, you know, because they're prepared. He heads out to the perimeter, and he's just walking around, shining his flashlight off into the woods. And that's when he notices something. As he's walking, he hears the sound of the leaves crunching under his feet. And he said, normally that is not something that's weird. However, that was the only thing he could hear. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: As all of a sudden, there's no sounds coming out of the woods. No bugs. He's even like muted off from his friends. Like it sounds like, they're a long ways away, and he's just at this perimeter they set up. But the woods are dead silent. So at this point, he draws his twenty-two pistol, prepped to fight whatever it is, and he continues shining his flashlight off into the woods, and he shines it close to this gulch, which is about 15 feet down, and he said, you could go down into it, but it would be a pain in the ass to get back out of. So the basically... We're trying to avoid that at all costs. He shines his flashlight over to the gulch, though, and that's when he sees it. He couldn't quite make it out at first, but as his eyes continued to adjust, he sees what looked like a man peeking up over the edge of the gulch. And this man had pale, white skin that almost reflected his flashlight beam back at him. And... The man had black eyes that seemed to absorb the light. And that's all he could see was just these black eyes. He stared at him for a minute. And Stormy says that at this point, he was almost frozen. Like, he didn't know what to do. He's just like shining it on whatever this thing is. Not sure what his next move is. All of a sudden, the figure disappears. Goes back down into the gulch. Disappearing from sight. As soon as the figure's gone, it seems like he's able to move again. Like almost like he was in some sort of trance or something from this figure. And he tries to like whisper loudly to his friends, like guys, guys, and no one is responding. So he goes a little louder. He's like, hey guys. And finally, they all of a sudden turn around, just kind of like a little freaked out by a sudden noise coming out of the woods, which is him. They all turn around and he's like, there's something down there in the gulch, as he's like pointing over to him. All of his friends immediately get up, whipping out their rifles and pistols, come over to like where he's standing. And as they all get over to like where stormy's at, they're looking at this gulch, scanning the area with their weapons and flashlights, trying to figure out what it is that stormy saw when all of a sudden the thing reappears this time about 10 feet closer than it was before. And this it came, time came up the goal, like kind of like standing straight up, almost as if it had just crouched down before and then just pops back up. He said this time it was also a little bit further up than it was the time before as well. And once again, it was like they were frozen with fear. They didn't know what they were going to do. And they're kind of just frozen. there, not sure what's going on. And then, Seconds later, it pops up again 10 feet closer, up this gulch closer to him. And somebody is like, it's coming closer. And somebody's like, run. And so they all start running for their lives. Those
3: nerds, dude. I knew they wouldn't hold out.
2: (laughs) So as they start running, they're running like wild men, basically running for what they think is their lives. And Stormy said he found himself near the front of the pack, as they're all running for their lives, and he could hear his two friends or two of his friends that were behind him yelling, but he couldn't tell what they were saying. And he's like, sorry, I got to get back to the house. You know, first things first, myself. They all finally make it back to Mark's house as they ran for their lives and their lungs are burning and they all make it back. Once they get in the house, all of them, stand at a separate window or door with their guns trained on whatever entrance area there is. And they stayed there all night. After what seems like hours, the light starts to come up. The sun starts to come up. And at this point, they're kind of relaxed a little bit and exhausted. So they start falling asleep. Now, Stormy said he wasn't the last one to fall asleep, but he remembered being the last one to wake up. And all of them are sitting around in the living room, just talking about what happened. And his two friends, they're running in the back, said that as they were running, they could hear what seemed like heavy footsteps coming up behind them. That's neither here nor there. They don't know what it is. And they decided that they were never going to go back in the woods out there again. And they never did. And they decided not to tell anyone about it until this story came out. Now, Stormy says he doesn't really talk to many of the guys. At this point, they kind of moved away. He still talks to Mark a little bit and another one of their friends whose name is Chuck. And there were a lot of questions unanswered, like, what could it have been? Why couldn't they move whenever they saw it? And was it just an animal that kind of looked monstrous in the light of their flashlights? And maybe they'll never know. But that was Stormy's story of an experience they had out in Somerset, Kentucky. Mm. Now there is a part two. Keep it coming, dude. So this story actually comes from Chuck, one of the other guys who was there during this whole experience.
3: Bro, I go ham on a bush.
2: Whoa, dude. (laughs) Explain
3: yourself right now. (laughs) What the hell do you mean, sir? If I saw that thing
2: go right back, I'd go for it. You topple over the cliff, bro. Yeah, because he remembers it's a thirty-foot drop right there. So it wants like, you to do. Yeah. Okay. I think there's
4: two different things going on.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I think so as well.
4: First story. <laughs> it is Alabama. Kentucky. It is Kentucky. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> there was no one from Kentucky, right? I don't think Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's f- Kentucky you know. Uh. What was I gonna say? Kill people, bro. Yeah, I mean. A big thing that happens down there that I've been told is family love, you know, <laughs> which produces inbreds. Wrong turn, bro. Yeah. So maybe it was just a freaking Cletus slithering around in the gorge. <laughs> well, that's what I, like, Slithering initially. around
3: in
2: the gorge? <laughs> yeah. That's the first one. Or kale. <laughs> He's just standing down there just like— Dude, I could not Honestly, of though, that. we— <laughs> I don't
3: know. I, this is not interesting to anyone, but I'm going to tell you anyway. For Charles's bachelor party, we went into the woods. <laughs> after the, a strip club, bro.
4: <laughs> right after the strip club, before the casino or whatever normal people do.
3: <laughs> One of the parties, is we went into the woods, I don't know, exploring. Yeah. Hanging out. And our friend Kale, who's like seven feet tall, he's six, seven. He looks like an Aryan. A real life Aryan. Yeah. And uh, he like walked the whole trail without a shirt. Well, he
4: glows, dude. He's like translucent. His hair is white. His body glows in the dark because he's so white, Aryan, as you said. And at one point, he just takes his shirt off. He takes off
3: his shirt. It looks like the ring has corrupted him for years. (laughs) That's what he looks like. (laughs) The one ring. Yeah. Uh, And he starts like foaming at the mouth. And he's like, oh. he's like yeah. <laughs> that's just weird walk.
4: Cause there 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 happened to be a high dude, this sounds sketch as hell. There happened to be a high school party out in the middle of the forest that we stumbled upon.
2: Bro, that's crazy. I never went on this.
4: it's so okay Kale was this like, is so
2: bad dude <laughs> for your bachelor party. No, it
4: was funny as hell. But now I literally can't hear like any weird translucent creature in the forest. I just think of Kale every time. Yeah, no, no, that that's makes sense. That's what I was thinking that the whole sense. time, to be honest.
2: That first one though, legitimately I like, that's what I thought of, was hill people. Mm-hmm. Like, people hiding in them caves out in the woods in Cumberland Mountains or whatever they're called. Or That's what it seems like. <sighs> However, the second story. Dude, I think it's one of the
4: previous victims.
2: Oh, shit, The body dude. of a
4: previous victim. That's why it's all bruised, because he fell for it,
2: went over, and died. And it may have just looked hmm. like Mark.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, had mimic powers, I'm sure.
2: Well, and, and- – but the bruises, I, I, think, maybe I think it's because Mark
4: of, just looked basic, dude. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. it yeah, looked Everyone like, looks like Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great assumption. Thing. Like a siren or some shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, those are both valid, I think. Yeah. The sirens of the pond yeah. down below 30 feet. <laughs> Creepy, though. Bro, uh, like, besides paranormal,
4: there's a lot of reasons I don't want to go to the south. <laughs> 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 and here's two more. So, thank you for those stories. Yep. No, shout out to Stormy and Chuck.
3: Yay. Stormy and Chuck hilarious dude you're right i think uh mimic stories are at least one of the most intriguing to me i don't know what i'd do if i saw myself dude have do you, you ever? it's like if, like if you see a demon pray or i don't know if you see uh, a <laughs> lay yeah <laughs> if you see yourself i don't lay. know what you do
4: have you heard of the ultimate taboo oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude <laughs> the okay sorry listeners the ultimate taboo is if you ever come in contact with yourself let's say your future self is able to travel back in time the ultimate taboo is to sleep with yourself
2: <laughs> so that's an option thank you, Charles. An option. you if you
4: ever run into yourself
2: because <laughs> how do you know you know i mean i guess you don't unless you like you try it yeah
3: he's all like come sleep with me
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What were you going to say before I interrupted you? Oh, just like when we were out in the woods one time, somebody was like, what's the scariest thing you could see like right now? And I think that the consensus answer was like, what if we saw ourselves walking up to us? Or like one of us. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Because then we don't know, first of all, if one of us is legit. Yeah. I know the Spider-Man dude. Like who we're going to (laughs) kill. Yeah. Creepy, Creepy. That's why we got our
3: password. True.
4: Yeah, boy. Some of us can't remember the password. So that's neither here nor there. Anyway, Did we used to legit when we recorded, we'd, we'd check each other to make sure each other was <laughs> each other with our password. Yeah, that stopped after like four times.
2: Yeah, that took way too long, bro.
4: So thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Stormy.
2: Yep. That's me for tonight, guys. It's you. Anything from Lay Chat? Um,
1: Sarah Branwin says, you don't have to be faster than the monster. You got to be faster than your friends. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: That's why he found himself at the front. Bye, guys. Yeah, I was going to say, so who here? Well, I just literally went running for fun, so I'm ready.
1: (laughs) And then uh, people want to know who your favorite sibling is, Charlie.
2: Easily Aiden. I hate
4: every single other one. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Easily. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Cool.
1: Is that good? Yeah, and there, there's a request for Kale on the pod. Oh, dude, we want to get him on. The yeah, issue with Kale, to.
3: <laughs> he refuses to leave uh, his little bubble of Moses-like Washington and squares by <laughs> yeah. everything there. Yeah,
4: he'd and also good... he he's like the funniest person I know, but he's also one of the most inappropriate people I know. <laughs> and some people might find that hard to deal with. So
3: he'd be a great app, yeah. maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Except he, yeah, anyway.
4: It would be entertaining. One day. We'll see. <laughs> all right, guys. 100th episode. Had to come big. We had to come giant. Real big. So I was thinking, what's the scariest shit I could talk about? <laughs> and obviously, I landed on the dentist. The that is scariest sp- of spooky, them all. dude. <laughs> no, but truly, one of the most terrifying things. There's like supernatural things that scare me. There's real people that scare me, serial killers and whatnot. One thing that legitimately terrifies me, and ever since I heard about it and realized that it's a possibility, it has plagued me forever. So now I wish to plague the listeners. 2008. Sweet, older woman goes in for routine surgery. Routine root canal. Donna Penner. She goes in for an exploratory laparoscopy. Don't think I pronounced that right, but that's what I'm going to go with. Super standard procedure, straightforward, very little risk, in and out. It is, you know, they do have to cut her open, but like, you know, they've got it down. Science is caught up. (laughs) So she's prepped. She's ready. She's lying on the surgical table, and they start to administer the anesthesia. They say, okay, count down from 100. So, like many people, she goes, okay, 99, 98, 97. And she goes under. Cops. Cops. the <laughs> f- Open oh, <but, laughs> <no>. up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're going to jail.
4: Surgeons, whoops, with their little gloves, with their gloves and whatnot. Scalpel, scalpel, and they start to do the procedure. The issue is... Although Donna's body went under, her mind and her feeling of pain stayed awake the whole time. (sighs) Something went wrong with the anesthesia, didn't take, and she lied there, laid there, through the entire procedure, horrified, feeling horrific pain as they cut her body open. And the procedure calls to like move organs around, and she could feel the entire thing. But because she was paralyzed, she could not signal to them saying, like, yo, stop. Please stop. Like, please stop I'm cutting still awake. me open. <laughs> so she endured the entire procedure and was able to tell them after they, like, brought her to. But this is speculation, but I just can't imagine going through something like that and being the same person on the other side. So when I heard that, that that's possible, uh, wasn't fun <laughs> to think of that. Uh, that was just a little intro. Of like the weird things that can happen during surgery, during dentists, during doctor visits and whatnot. We have a friend who will remain anonymous. Don't try to guess because of uh, what's it called? Confidentiality. (laughs) But they are doing their, they are a dentist over on the West Coast. Oh, is that? (laughs) Specifically the Pacific Northwest region. Several states could be. Don't try to guess. (laughs) The place that they're at is a rural town. Um, For many, many, many years, like its history is logging. So it has a history of being pretty rough and tumble. Mm -hmm. A lot of the demographic was like men because they would come in for logging. People go missing. It's kind of ghetto. Drugs are really prevalent. So I just wanted to – they were telling me about Mm -hmm. the utter chaos of being a dentist sometimes. That I had no idea, so I'm just going to go over some of their most interesting patients that they've had. They <laughs> said very routinely, it's 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 common for people to come in and be completely like yacked out on something, and they do their best to administer whatever procedure they need. Sometimes they're doing an entire extraction where they're taking out like every teeth tooth. They've uh, I can't remember what it's called, but if your tooth is bad enough. They said they often see teeth, they're just a black, soft mess, is like the tooth. And they have to go in and cut, remove pieces of the bone, and take out the entire tooth. This is going to get uh, squeamish if you don't like hearing stuff like that. So this is very common. Uh, a lot of the times, patients will have an extreme amount of anxiety before procedures. So something they do is they like give them anti-anxiety medication. But what can happen is either they have like adverse effects to that, or sometimes they mix in their own drugs with that and they come in and they're like out of their mind. So one time they had a guy who was on the table and during the procedure, as they're taking teeth out, he starts freaking out and flailing and he kept grabbing what was in the mouth and like throwing it away. And then, so they had to have like multiple dentists come in, multiple assistants come in and hold this guy down freaking out incoherent they said like he was just like uh, 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 like talking speaking in (laughs) tongues i mean that's how you sound
2: when you have shit in your mouth bro it's like the (laughs) dentist
4: they said he had taken something he was on something and he was out of his mind and then after the procedure they like could not get him to come to forever he was just gone another planet and this is like a routine thing this person i was talking to they're like dude i could tell you like three stories from today that are like this one of them Oh, and the alias I will give this person is Jim White. So <laughs> we'll be talking about Jim, the dentist. Something that they're allowed to do as dentists is when they get a person in and they like, they check them in and they decide what, whatever procedure they're going to put them through, they're able to look up their police records. And so a very routine thing is they'll get them in the chair, they'll do the procedure. And then when the person leaves, one of his assistants will come over and be like, yo, okay. So one guy for what? Just, like, to see if they have a police record at all. Like, they'll use their... Because they, they when they sign in, they give their name. Right. And yeah. one of their assistants <laughs> has, like, a system that dentists can access where it can just pull up. If you have police records, they can pull you up. Why would they need that? Just to make sure safety and stuff.
3: For themselves.
2: Yeah, dude. Dentists need to be safe.
4: So, I'm going to go over just a couple weird ones. One, they had a young guy in and instantly gave off a very creepy vibe and very socially awkward it wouldn't make eye contact. Very creepy. Does a procedure. Sends him on his way. His assistant comes in and just shows him. And he said she had to, like, scroll oh. from all of his, like, molestation charges of children. And Jim was like, good hell. You know. Another one. Female. She comes in. Pretty normal. And and a lot of his demographic, he says, like, Look a certain way, like they have a very tumultuous life. Rugged. This person was like done up, very normal looking. Like, okay. Does the procedure, sends sends her on her way, and the assistant comes in and shows him the phone and the records. Turns out this person, one, was on Dr. Phil a long time ago (laughs) for like a completely separate but crazy family drama thing. (laughs) And then two was a... I can't remember what her charge was, but she had seduced and slept with her 13-year-old daughter's male friend, and she'd done this twice. (sighs) Okay. So he's just kind of highlighting the creepy things or the the intense people that come through and sit in this chair. Uh, I do have a photo. So that's her. I didn't want to like put it out too much so that's, that's a picture
3: besides public national television
4: yeah. i mean
2: it is on dr phil so well, it's like-
4: they weren't talking about like the molestation charges there it was like completely family sure. drama stuff so okay. the next one he said a lot of times he'll get a vibe from people when they sit in the chair you're spending time with them you're intimate you're in their mouth right
2: yeah this guy
4: pretty normal didn't give any weird feelings polite calm uh, through small talk, he's like, yo, what are you into? And he's like, oh, I've been in corrections for like the last 20 years. He's like, oh, okay. So he's like a he corrections assumes, officer. Yeah. Does the procedure. Thank you so much. We'll see you next month. Perfect. Sends him on his way. His assistant comes in this time, like face drained, shows on the phone. Turns out 20 years previous, this guy and a friend, there's three friends, two of the friends decided one night they're going to rob and kill their third friend. So they took him out to a field, lured him out there, beat the shit out of him, and took everything he had, and then they tied him to a pole in the middle of the field and left him to die, which he did. That's heavy. This guy got convicted, sent to jail, tried to go out on parole, and the judge was like, no, you're still a danger to society. Like, you are no bueno. But apparently... 20 years later, he was able to get out or at least on parole, and he strolled into our friend's dentist practice and was sitting in his chair. I also have a photo of him.
2: Oh, yeah. He definitely killed someone.
4: Okay. Next person. If you are squeamish, you can't fast forward. So maybe like go watch a fun YouTube video for a minute and then come <laughs> back. Um, they're about to go out to lunch. They're like wrapping their last patient up when. A guy comes in to the practice and he's pretty irate and he's like, I need help now. And they're like, God damn it. We're about to go out to lunch. We're like, okay, what can we do? And he's like, I'm in so much pain. I can't sleep. I can't think. It feels like it's pushing into my brain. I need help now. They're like, okay, what's going on? What's the matter? And he's like, I have a bump, a bubble in my mouth and it's killing me. Like, I cannot live with this. Please help me. It's like, okay. They get him checked in take him back sit him down lean him back in the dentist chair and our friend jim the dentist opens his mouth up and he said the entire roof of his mouth is a huge abscess oh full of pus <laughs> and, the, and our friend jim goes all right I, I hate to tell you this but uh best thing we can do for you is get you on some antibiotics and hope it goes away. And he's like, please, like, I can't think. It hurts so, so much pressure in my head. He's like, can't you just lance it? Can you please just lance it? And our friend, the dentist goes, okay, that's a possibility, but here's the issue. Even if I squirt anesthesia in there, it's so acidic, it's not going to numb the pain. Plus, the way I have to do it, it's probably going to hurt way more than it's already hurting right now. He's, he's begging his he tears in his eyes. Cause he's, he's in screaming pain. Like it's constant. And he goes, please just do it. And they go, all right. So they <laughs> prep him. They shoot an anesthesia. No effect. It's instantly like neutralized by the acid of the pus inside. Huge bubble on the roof of his mouth. His assistant <laughs> sucking his saliva. Oh. And the dentist goes in and just touches it with his finger barely brushes it and the the guy in the chair goes "Ah, ah," starts screaming and shaking other assistant grabs his shoulders grabs yeah I told you yeah other assistant grabs his head tries to stabilize it and he's screaming and our friend Jim is like "Uh," like dude be quiet everyone in the lobby can hear this going on just like him murdering someone (laughs) be quiet he's like "Uh," yeah puts a hand on his open pussy mouth so he goes okay (laughs) Grabs the scalpel, goes up to the bubble, and makes his first incision. Hot, frothy pus spilling out. And the guy is screaming because more pressure in his head. The dentist is doing his best. He has to squeeze and push. His assistant now, the issue is not only him screaming and and flailing around, But the smell that's in the room. So the guy on the table between screaming starts gagging because his mouth is full of blood and pus. So he's like, (laughs) ah, uh, ah, ah. It's dry heaving. (laughs) Dentist grabs a small trash can, shoves it in this guy's chest. The guy grabs it. I'll spare you the details. I could really drag this out. (laughs) But a lot of pushing, a lot of screaming, a lot of blood, and a lot of pus. Bro. As they're doing this, another assistant comes into the room and says, uh, sir, can you help me out here? Opens the back door to the practice, and there's like four or five women in the parking lot screaming, almost coming to blows. So he's like, uh, uh, uh. And the assistant goes, uh, sir, I think they're talking to you about your dog. And the guy, mouthful of blood and pus, stands up with his bib on with everything on and sprints out of the practice <laughs> so our friend the dentist and his assistants like go outside to see what happens apparently he had come in turned his car off a dog was in the car women several women saw the dog in the car and they they started fighting about we're breaking the windows we're calling the cops we've got to get this dog out of the car they're but they're at the point they're they're like in each other's face screaming So much so, they don't even realize a guy in a full gown and bib sprint past him with his trash can in hand. He's like,
5: uh, uh,"
4: driving into the trash can. He just runs, opens his car, takes the dog, ties it up to a tree, and then runs back inside. And the women don't even notice they're just still yelling. He's
3: like, I got to go work on my canines.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Anyway, he runs back in. And they're pretty much done with the procedure. So our friend Jim just like takes off the the smock that he has on and gives him a prescription. He goes, go get this filled out. And the guy leaves dry heaving and stuff.
2: Bro, how hot do you think the piece of pizza was that he ate to burn the mouth of his (laughs) (laughs)
4: Like one hot pocket? Yeah, (laughs) any
3: any typical hot pocket.
4: All right, I tell this story just to highlight. Jim wanted to emphasize like, dentist offices they seem like super boring places but they can get so chaotic in a matter of seconds right dude there's like even more to that story but this um sets off a chain of events where they're all kind of like dude that was really that was extra crazy so they're all talking about it and the story comes up in the office and they're like well have you heard so and so story and it's the guy who opened that practice in that small rural town and he had an event that happened to him back in, like, the 80s or 90s when it was, like, a way smaller town and way more, way more of, like, a shoestring budget out there. So this is that older dentist's story. This guy moved into this specific area because there was a need for dentistry. Like, no one was there. And he specialized in, like, full extractions. Removing all the teeth. There's sometimes in dentistry where like if you're particularly good at something, they'll kind of funnel those cases to you. Like if Sean was really good at like taking out molars and stuff like that, anyone would come in and I saw him I'd be like, all right, like you're going to see Dr. Gasway, right? So this guy was known for doing full extractions. Um, His partner had already met with a young lady, did a whole consultation and exam. They had gotten the x-rays and they decided they were going to have to remove most of her teeth. So full extraction. And so he was informed that you're going to have this patient um, on this Friday, let's say, and it should, should be pretty standard. The other, the partner did say, it is kind of a particularly weird case. She's very nervous. She acts very erratic and it's because of the anxiety and her teeth. They have sustained a lot of damage very quickly. And that's why uh, Jim said most there's two most common reasons why you get full extractions. One, your teeth rot away so bad that you're going to, they have to like take them out or two people who heavily grind. So Mm -hmm. they just grind their teeth down to like nubs and then they crack past the gum line. You're going to have to go in, remove bone and take those teeth out. So he said, it is kind of weird. It looks like she might be a grinder and that's probably what's happening. But the weird thing is, is it seemed to be take place in like a very short amount of time. No worries. He's been through it all. This is his specialty. We'll set her up Friday. Friday comes around. The patient gets there. And immediately, the dentist, he's like, yeah, I can tell. She's very anxious. She's gaunt. She's like, blood is kind of drained from her body. She is acting very, like, cautiously, right? Slowly. My Mac's about to die.
5: I got to go fast. (laughs) no.
4: They get her in the chair. She has to go under. And this guy is, some dentist will get like trained to be able to administer anesthesia as well. And that's one of the reasons why he's known for extraction. So he's trained to do that. He has two assistants in the room. They get her in. She's like not really speaking. And they're saying, yeah, she must just be super nervous, which is understandable. So they open her mouth. They do the the pre-exam or whatever. And he's like, holy shit. Like all of her teeth have been ground down. And it looks like they were healthy teeth, but she's just like ground them down to the nubs. And he's like, yeah, we're, I don't think we can save like any of these teeth. So they prep her, they set it up. He's sitting on almost behind her. She's like sitting in the surgical chair. His, he has two assistants. One's in the back. She will be supporting the head and the other one is across the chair. So they start administering the anesthesia counter down and she is out. When people come to from anesthesia, they're super groggy. It takes them a long time to like get back to normal, right? So no worries. She's out, and he starts going to town doing his procedure. He said a lot of times when you're in like, a patient's mouth, you're so focused on these like, tiny little teeth and like, the procedure, you zone in, and almost everything gets blocked out to the point where like, sometimes his assistant will say something, and it will like, startle him because he just forgets everything. So he's in there. He's starting the extraction. He has a forcep in his hand, and he's using that tool. I have no idea how it works. I'm not a dentist. (laughs) And he hears the assistant across from him gasp. So he, like, stops. It freaks him out at first, and he looks up at her, and she is staring directly at the lady in the chair. So he slowly looks down, and he looks down at the lady in the chair, and both of her eyes are wide open and she's staring at the dentist. Bro. He almost drops his forceps. Jumps up in his chair cuz she's awake during the procedure. That's bad for a million reasons. She could start flailing, you know, she could be feeling immense amount of pain. So they're freaking out. He's like, "Holy crap." He starts looking to make sure the anesthesia is still on and it is. It's pumping super heavily into her. The assistant across the way Newer assistant, she starts hyperventilating and breathing. And the lady in the chair staring at the dentist slowly looks over at the patient, or sorry, the assistant. And so he's checking the anesthesia and he hears teeth slam down, or nubs rather, slam down super loud and make a loud like, and he looks back and he looks at the patient. The patient is staring at the assistant, teeth clenched, Looking at the assistant, she's hyperventilating, and through gritted teeth, in perfect diction, the patient says, "Rebecca," which is the name of the assistant. The assistant runs out of the room, and there is super strict procedures. You're not supposed to like can't just leave. <laughs> the patient says Rebecca's name. Her first name, which is like, she doesn't have anywhere. That one runs out of the room. The one holding her head stabilizing behind is freaked out and removes both of her hands. That assistant runs after the other assistant to see if she was okay. The dentist freaked out. Anesthesia sees Rebecca. Both of his assistants run out of the room and he's looking and he hears a scuffle and tearing noises behind him. And he turns to see the patient had grabbed a scalpel and started removing her own teeth. (laughs) Now the procedure, because I talked to our friend and I said, dude, does that happen often? Like crazy. And he's like, "It's, it's weirdly not like super uncommon. We're like, they will like he's had patients freak out and try to grab things and try to do things in their own mouth. So old dentist turns around. She is cutting her teeth out of her gums
5: Mm.
4: and he says her name and he says, stop, please stop, stop, put that down, please stop. And procedure is you're trying, you have to try to calm them down. So what they would do is they put a hand on their shoulder or they slowly try to grab the instrument and take it out of their hand. He walks up, And she's cutting the teeth, staring at him, puts a hand out to her shoulder, and she lunges at him with the blade. He's done. There's an emergency phone right outside the room, right by sanitation. Runs to the door, goes out there, grabs the phone, dials 911. As he's talking to the 911 operator, his assistants scream from the foyer. And he says, one second, puts the phone down, looks down the hall. And can just see them staring at the front door, looks back in the room. She's gone. She had ran out. They made the report. He calmed his assistants down. They locked the door. They calmed down anyone who was in the waiting room, made sure everything was okay. His assistant went to go back. One of the assistants, super distraught, the one that she said her name, super distraught. So he said, okay, you can you can go back to the office. Like, stop. The other assistant. She left before the crazy part, <laughs> too. <laughs> other assistant goes in and starts to tidy up the room, right? she He's trying to calm down the one who's really messed up. And the other assistant says, uh, doctor, can you come in here? And he, he thinks, great, like, what else? Goes back and she takes him back into the, the room where they were doing the procedure. And sitting on the tray. She left six teeth. Oh, and the assistant said, What do we do with these? And I don't know. He probably took them home or something, but
2: made a little necklace yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but that was the old dentist's story of Holy the craziest thing that he's dude. come across or the craziest experience that he's had. No with further update on like where she went? What? No, it was like I said, back in like the 80s and 90s. I don't know if he ever saw that person again. I can ask. But what it sounded like was, no, she never came back. Because a lot of their people are transitory, like drug addicts, or I don't want to cast, uh, what's the word, judgment. But (laughs) I don't think he ever came in contact with them again.
2: Luckily. That's sad, dude. (laughs) Bro, that's sketch.
4: And that's the story of the extraction.
5: (gasps) Oh,
2: my heart. (laughs) <laughs> my mouth my mouth was hurting that whole time I was like man am I grinding my teeth like what's going on
4: yeah take care of your teeth dude brush and floss every day
2: that actually reminded me of a story that happened to me when I was like 14 I went to go and get a cavity filled in my mouth and we went to the dentist and like I get the cavity filled I, I feel like they just put the like uh, lidocaine or something yeah something in I don't know, so that I didn't feel it And then we left and I'm like looking in the mirror later, like the next day or something. And there's a hole in one of my teeth, but not like where like a cavity would be. It's like on the front and it's just this little pinprick hole. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on? So we went back to the dentist and he's like, Oh, I don't know. And we're like, okay, this dude's just trying to like get us. So he has to fill like another cavity or something or another hole or something. 'Cause it wasn't there before. So we had to have, like end up going to a new dentist and like getting it filled there because we bro. didn't trust this fool anymore. <laughs> I don't know if like that's something our dentist friend can identify. I'll ask him. But that reminded me I was like that was the trippiest thing. Like that's like something you would expect from a mechanic,
4: like not taking care of something so that you have to come back. But if you can't trust your dentist,
2: bro. For real. It that's was like no boy. Bueno. He took like a it was like a little like tiny drill bit size hole. Maybe he's just drunk or something. I don't know, dude, but had to get that filled. My teeth are fine, <laughs> but still super sketch. That is way sketch, not down.
3: You made it, dude. I know.
2: My Mac's about to
4: die. <laughs> anyway, that
3: is dentist stories from hell. Dude, I was not expecting that the way you set that up.
4: Dude, good. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Anything from chat? Yeah.
3: Any oh,
1: puss comments? People were not happy.
4: <laughs> Did viewership go down? I don't blame you.
1: I it says, it. about a bar from the freezer section of Smith's currently. <laughs> uh, people saying stop. Nasty. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Cool. You guys actually spoke to like a fear of mine because I had jaw surgery like six months ago.
2: Wait, is that from chat or you? From me. Oh, shit, dude.
1: Yeah, they... Flip they, the like, camera on you, brother. I don't know if it's still on.
3: Yeah.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Oh,
3: what's up, young um <laughs> <Finally. laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, they, they removed my top jaw and, like, brought it forward and <gasps> bolted it and then, like, cut the top of my mouth and split it to widen it. And, like, I legit saw a therapist because I was terrified of, like being awake during the procedure and all that stuff. So, Isn't it, like, the scariest possibility on the planet Earth?
2: Dude, it is terrifying. And, like, I'm terrified, too, because I feel like stuff doesn't affect me as much.
4: Yeah. Chunk had taken a
2: uh, lethal amount of caffeine, and he's like, I guess I'm hyper. So, like, when I went and got my wisdom teeth taken out, like, I woke up and went and played basketball. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, need to recovery time. So I just feel like one of these times I'm just gonna be fully awake for some some shit that I have to do. Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> Dude, I remember I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was 18.
3: And I was just about to go to the Philippines. Shout and, out our Filipino in chat. Hey. And my mouth was so numb, you know, you can't feel yourself talking or anything. You're like pinching your cheeks and whatnot. And my mom has to run a few errands before we go home. So I go with her. And before we leave the car into the mall, I replace the gauze because they're still bleeding. And I bring like a pair with me in case I need to go to the bathroom. And we walk into the Apple store and it's 2010 and the iPad had just come out. Ooh. So I'm holding the iPad for the first time ever. Dope. <clears throat> no, scrolling through this big ass iPhone. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and without even realizing, all of a sudden... There's blood all over the screen of the iPad. It had been too long, and I didn't notice that my mouth had filled up with blood, and it just like poured out of my mouth. And I didn't know what else to do, so I wiped it all over my shirt. And I ran back. I, I ran back to the car. That was uh, one of the most traumatizing moments I think I've ever had. And that's yeah. when they uh, instated the rule: if you bleed on it, you buy it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's foul, bro. Someone got that iPad. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. it "Smells like iron."
3: <laughs> yeah, terrifying.
5: <sighs>
3: Let me close us off tonight, dudes. Finish. Let's uh, go. Yeah, I've been uh, kind of nervous. I've been for weeks. I've been thinking what to share for episode one hundred. So I chose to go back home, Ooh. and uh, revisit some things that i learned in my childhood growing up in hawaii aloha yes sir yes sir so i wanted to uh to get into hawaiian mythology i'm also a little nervous because uh i feel i'm pretty disconnected from home like I, i haven't lived home for 10 years and i haven't really connected with the culture at all for you know, that long. So you said it. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to do as much uh, research as I could. And I, I recognized a lot from what I learned as a child. And that a lot of locals and Hawaiians know. Dude, you have really big sandals to fill. So <laughs> slippers. Big slippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk. I have two stories. Let's go. You know what? I'm going to hold off on the Hawaiian mythology. I'm going to say that for last. I'm going to do... A and Kalima, if you can search up the the stairway. So in my hometown, man, everyone's biased, myself included. But I swear it's true. I grew up in the most beautiful place on earth. <laughs> yeah, well, well, on, on, Trot, Kentucky, hold bro. On. The <laughs> most beautiful place, in <laughs> Visalia, California. <laughs> <laughs> um, my hometown is called Kaneohe. If you've ever been to Oahu, and you've driven to the North Shore, you've most likely been to Kaneohe. You leave the airport. It's Honolulu, it's Waikiki, it's city, and you quickly, within 10 minutes of leaving the city, enter into thick forest, and you're in the mountains. You're going deep and d- deeper and deeper into this valley to you enter into a tunnel. In fact, there's a few tunnels to get to the other side of the island, but the main one is called the H3, and the H3 is a mile-long tunnel carved through, and they built that when I was like, I don't know, six, seven years old, Kalima? Or you just have to go around before that? Yeah, before that, there were two tunnels. And before that, there were one tunnel. <laughs> and, uh, before that, it was a road around the island. That's, that's how, uh, numbers work. Um, uh, Kalima, call me out for any of this. Um, Kalima is a longtime friend. We went to high school together, by the way. So, Hawaii boy. Um, but the H3 uh, is a mile-long tunnel. And you come out on the other side. And you are like halfway up the mountain and the view is stunning of Kaneohe and there's no mountains like the ones in in Hawaii I I don't know of any other mountains that they're like totally unique uh this is the highway you come out and you see Kaneohe Bay beautiful blue water just super steep cliffs and you can see the ridges there uh in the mountain uh Kaneohe gets a lot of rain obviously it's so green Bro, your home's trash. <laughs> and when there's heavy rain, there's waterfalls in all of those ridges. So I'm just hyping up my hometown. Rightfully so. But on this highway, you pass a famous, a world famous hike. If you're big into outdoors and hiking, you've probably heard about this. It's called the Stairway to Heaven. So in World War II, Hawaii built a ton of military radio towers and like, bunkers all over the island on top of hills, mountains. Um, where was I?
2: World War II. Built bunkers yes, just in bunkers case all over the family island. showed up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> watching it. <laughs> no, seriously. Watching it seriously. <laughs> watching watching. Like the Komodo? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. um, watching out for enemy attack. Uh, and a lot of these uh, bunkers you can hike to. They're nicknamed pillboxes. They're all over the island. You can hike to these pillboxes. Beautiful, beautiful hikes. And the stairway to heaven is on one of these ridge, ridges on the mountain. And it's over 4,000 steps. At <sighs> some parts, uh, it's like a straight up ladder. Very dangerous. It's illegal. Oh, you're, if you're sure footed and you're not stupid, you're going to be perfectly fine. But that's not everybody. <laughs> and people, especially tourists, when they're having fun, you're on vacation, you're not thinking, you know, a little fearless. Let's yeah. yeah, a little fearless. Uh, your courage is built up, your friends are there, and people like to go explore outside of the railing. And that's when people die. I've also heard we've had friends who'd
4: done it, I'll just say my wife's done it. She said the gusts of wind, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you'll just be one and it's like and it's like someone just pushed. So she had to like, you know, go on all fours basically
3: <laughs> to not get blown off the side of this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um this hike is uh because uh, so many people have died, and it's over the years has uh, like the structural integrity has lessened, right? Uh, yeah. Just due to the weather and time. So they don't really send anybody to go. Like the government doesn't fix it. The radio towers at the top aren't in use anymore; they're not needed. So it's it's up in the air if uh, they should keep it uh, or fix it. Anyway, the hike exists. They have security guards at the bottom stopping you, but there are ways to. To do this hike. In 2015, February, February 27th, a, I believe, 17-year-old boy by the name of Dalen Pua flew over from one of the outer islands to Oahu to the West Coast to stay with his grandma. Hanging out with his grandma, and while he's there, he says, I want to go on a hike. I want to go on the stairway to heaven. It's a big hike. Like I said, anyone literally. Who, anyone, <laughs> anyone who, who hikes, like knows about this, this hike. So uh, he says, I want to go to the stairway to heaven. And Grandma says, No, emphatically. She says, No, you're not going to the stairway to heaven. It's dangerous. You're all by yourself. And then she starts getting into uh more like spiritual things like like your ancestors wouldn't want you, wouldn't oh. want you to come or wouldn't want you to go and uh, you don't know what's up there. So, against his grandma grandmother's wishes, he disappears, and he starts his ascent up the stairway to heaven. He sends pictures to his family to let them know he's okay. Yeah. And this hike takes it takes a while. It takes a, it took me like eight hours round trip. So he's sending them on the hour, and another hour passes, and they don't receive a picture. So they're waiting. Some more time passes, no picture. So they decide to text him Hey, are you okay? They wait, nothing. They call, there's no signal. Now they're worried. worried. Finally, the phone rings. And what they receive is another picture. And sadly, this is the last picture that Dalen Pua ever sent. It's the last time they ever heard from him. Really sad. But what concerned people most was what was in the picture. It's just a single a single pic. So this is the part where there's no stairs. It's, it's a little bit
2: of a trail. Can we like zoom in at all? Or Mm -hmm. what the what? What am I? What are we looking at? What what's going on here? I still can't. Can we get some more pixels? Tell me what I'm supposed to see.
3: That is oh,
4: is that the head up top?
3: It seems to be a head up top, a man crouching down in the bushes.
2: Oh, Oh, I see it. Okay, 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 okay. I see
4: it. Oh, I was going to go up there and point. But you can see like his eyebrow, his hairline, his ear.
2: Yeah. And he's like. Exactly. Is he just like squatting though? Like you never know.
4: Bro, I will say that looks like Howley skin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is the last picture he ever sent his family. That's crazy. This is a unsolved mystery. They never found his body.
2: I feel like it'd be pretty easy to find. Um, you would think like along whatever route he was on, right? Mm-hmm. You can't go far.
3: There's literally one trail. It's on a ridge. And if you fall, you land on either side at the bottom of the mountain. So you just so have you to do to a pretty there, yeah. straight up standard search. right? Exactly. Ready. Exactly. But they never found his body. And that was the last picture they ever found or that, that they received. Last message they received
2: from him. Yo, also... Now, if Liam Neeson can get like the re- the reflection of some dude from like a flip phone Sean, and get like this pixels, is but- <laughs> real
4: life, Sean.
2: <laughs> I feel like we should be uh, have a better picture. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: yeah I I uh, that like sent chills. Uh, that is chilling. It is terrifying when I when I saw that picture. I I don't know about you, but it was pretty easy to see at first for me. I could see something crouching in the bushes, but getting closer. Obviously, the quality lessons, but uh,
2: you can dude. tell there's something there. Uh, and you could imagine like the
4: last moments of his life. He felt compelled to take a photo of like this guy who we, let's assume, was like following him. Do you know what I mean?
3: I wonder if he like knew this was it, like kind the, of last ditch effort to be like, come find.
2: It's to almost me. like, too, that he was probably aware of something and that's why he didn't send it on the hour. He was probably just trying to be aware Maybe of he's his trying surroundings, to like get ahead of him, or something. And then at, at last, he's like, "I have to," and snaps the pick and sends it. That's what it seems like to me, because like I probably wouldn't stop and send that hourly pick if I'm like wary of my surroundings. You know,
4: hmm. that real quick is a dark subject, but there is like threads out there. It's like the last photos taken of like people or the people took, and this one lady. This is really dark. I'm sorry. This one lady went missing and months later they found a photo of her with like duct tape around her, like in a supermarket right near where she was. And they're like, like, why did it just come back? Or like, why do we find the photo now? I don't know. What the? But anyway, it kind of reminds me of that.
3: Just like strange dude, the so, photo evidence of like what, it's happened. like an eerie feeling like the last image, like forbidden image, like hmm. shouldn't see it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing more research on this to see if, like, uh, I think David Politis was notified about this. I don't think he made any like advancements on it because there wasn't much else besides the photo and information. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were talking, and there were some Hawaiians in the comments. I don't think jokingly.
4: This is a four one one.
3: Yeah, we're talking about uh It 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 could have been. Like Menehune. And Menehune is like little. What are Menehune? It's like Hawaiian elves. Yeah, like Hawaiian elves. But they steal people away. It's mostly children. Um, This guy was
4: children. technically. Technically, yeah.
3: So that led me on to reading more into Hawaiian myths and legends that I knew about, but trying to dissect it more. And the one that I came to that I wanted to share tonight is Maui. Maui the demigod. You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) So I assume everyone's watched Moana. We're going to watch Moana right now. I'm going to talk to you as if you've watched Moana. Uh, Maui the demigod is an actual uh, legend in Hawaii and in all of Polynesia, actually. Um, Tongans, the Maori, the Tahitians, uh, they all have stories about Maui. And if you read into Polynesian folklore, legends, mythology, there is a distinguishable difference between myth and legend. The line between the two is pretty blurred, but the conclusion that I found was myths are made up. Legends are humans' interactions with the things that were made up. Which is kind of cool. So cool like, way to put he, it.
2: Every like thing has like that basis and truth or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, a lot of uh, Polynesian religions, especially Hawaiian, were uh, polytheistic. Lots of different gods, similar to uh, Greek and Norse mythology. Uh, different gods for different purposes, and it's funny because like we learn about a lot of these, we watch them on the big screen, like Hercules. But you look. Like you watch the movie and Hercules was a good guy. You know, you watch Maui and uh, he's known as a trickster. And in the, the movie Moana, he's playing all these jokes. He's not taking things uh, very seriously, but uh, he, he's also, uh, he's, he's like an anti, anti-hero. Like he's done a lot mm-hmm. of feats that have made himself famous amongst Hawaiians. And he sings it in that song, You're Welcome. Maui has a magic hook. And he's used it a lot. Is that real? Or is that stories. just the yes, Disney? that movie. is real. Um, and uh, Disney did a, a lot of their homework when they made Moana, which I was really proud of as a Hawaiian. But he talks about uh, Maui and his brothers went fishing one day, he casts his hook, and he can't retrieve it. Turns to his brothers on the canoe. He says, we got a big one. Start paddling as hard as you can. They're paddling. They're paddling. Until he fishes up the Hawaiian Islands. That's the legend. So okay, okay. Maui's responsible for the creation of Hawaii. Uh,
4: so is he a member of the Bohemian Grove? Or? Yes, dude.
3: <laughs> very much so. Maui's Illuminati for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, ancient Hawaiians believed this. This was their religion. You know, Maui was responsible for their a big part of their existence. Mm-hmm. Another big story that he sings about in the song You're Welcome on Moana is how he captures the sun with his with his hook. So Maui's mother and his, his village was frustrated, I believe, with their crops not growing fast enough. His mother was frustrated with their in Hawaii there's kapa uh, or tapa, which is cloth for clothing or uh, floor mats for houses, uh, decoration. And it's made from uh, the bark of coconut trees. So in order to make that, you need to dry it out. And uh, yes, back in the day, the sun wasn't around long enough. <laughs> so mommy says, you know what, Ma? I'm going to do something about this. And as the sun starts going across in the sky, he casts his hook and he catches the sun. Damn. And he holds it hostage. And he tells the sun... We need more of you. <laughs> you need to give us more of your, your light because you help us survive more. You help us to create the things that we, we make here, you know?
4: Yeah. Do rappers brag
3: about buying their mom a house? <laughs> yeah. This dude be catching suns for yeah. his mom. <laughs> um, also, with the heat wave, can
4: we ask him to come back and push it yeah, back? Push yeah, push it back. It's like, it <laughs> <down."> <laughs> we got the freaking cloth. Let's
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> put it back. Too much cloth. Sun <laughs> um, <son> agrees. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'll give you longer days, and after that, they lived plentiful. Their crops grew more, their bark dried, (laughs) and uh, they have uh, the Hawaiians had Maui to thank for part of their prosperity. You know, giving them more sunlight, Mm -hmm. more life. So these are the, these are the happy stories about about Maui. Much like Hercules, though, there's a very dark side. Like Hercules, I didn't. I remember Hercules murdered his family, murdered his kids. Uh, What'd they do though? <laughs> <laughs> what were they wearing? <laughs> yeah, what were they wearing? A uh, freaking toga, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Hercules also killed all the men in a city, and that same night had sex with all the women in the city to repopulate it. That's impressive, dude. So it's like there's all these Create things that the problem <laughs> provide the solution. <laughs> Alpha omega. Um zeta pi. Obviously, all these things uh Disney omits for obvious reasons. And there it
4: seems of Disney. There there
3: <laughs> are there are uh, uh dark sides to to Maui the demigod and, and his story, his legend, his myth. So his skin. Sorry. I wanted to I wanted to share some of that. First of all, Maui's magical hook. I had never learned about where it came from. Have you? Yeah, I learned. Really? Yeah. Okay. True Hawaiian. Please, yeah, me, fake Hawaiian. Uh I hope I do my grandma proud tonight, you know? Uh if I'm if uh no, for real, pitch in if uh you have anything to add. But one of Maui's adventure as many adventures was discovering fire and if i'm right he had to go down to hell to get it and steal it while he was in hell he saw his grandma <laughs> and his grandma he he said maui said that he watched his grandma eat the souls of those who came into hell
2: <laughs> damn grandma shit <laughs>
3: That's a dope grandma. <laughs> so he says, <laughs> how, do I, "How do I put this?" Maui is amazed by turned on aroused his, his grandma's <laughs> abilities, and she can just take those spirits. <laughs> <laughs> she can You're taking those spirits. Uh, he says, "Give me your jawbone." Hmm. She refuses. He somehow convinces, convin, convinces her, a lot of these details I, I couldn't find, go figure. And Maui's grandmother gives him her jawbone, and that jawbone becomes his hook. So he coerced his family <laughs> to, to give him this, this magical item. Um, is that on track yeah. with what you've heard? Okay, yeah. cool. Good. I had never heard that. I didn't know where the hook came from. So that like fascinated me that he saw his grandma eating souls.
4: He's like, I need that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what that mouth, dude.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh and from there he uses the hook, I guess, for good.
4: What is it, the method? <laughs> Sorry. Grapefruit. I hate pineapple? you. Dude. Do not pineapple, pineapple. method.
5: method.
3: <laughs> We're not talking. Shout about out my that. deviants. <laughs>
4: They're all left. left.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not going Jesus. there. Um, <laughs> the The best story uh, about like the dark side of Maui is how he died. So he is a demigod. So death is on the table. Maui wanted, with good intentions, wanted to bless men with immortality. So, who does he go to for that? Who does he go to for, or what, what, do, what do you do to give men immortality?
2: Kill death. Yes. Oh, okay.
3: So, the name is Hinenui Tepo. So, Hinenui Tepo is Great Woman of the Night or the Goddess of Death. Hinenui Tepo would send people on their way to heaven or hell. He said, this person is responsible for making men mortal. I need to get rid of her. He comes up with a plan to kill her. He says, I'm going to go in the middle of the night. He's telling his brothers. And they come with him. And they watch him attempt to, to murder her. In the movie Moana... They made Maui a shapeshifter, which is also
2: correct. Do
3: you remember what he turns into? What animal?
2: Like part shark, dude. Not quite a bird.
3: Yeah, a hawk.
2: <laughs> part shark. <laughs> you just made that up. No, it, it happened up. in the Did movie. He? He's like half oh, I guess shark. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, he turns. But into it's shark. when the hook was like half broken. So he starts oh, like, oh yeah, his yeah. power start like yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh yeah, he turns into like some other Disney princess or something. That's canon, bro. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. If it's Disney, it's yeah, kid. they really did their research. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So uh, he shapeshifts, and in Hawaiian mythology and legend, uh, he takes on a lot of forms. But one of the main ones is is the hawk. What do you think he turns into to try to murder the goddess of death? Jellyfish. Dude, you're not super far off.
2: That whatever crab thing from Moana, bro. <laughs>
3: Dude, homeboy turns into a worm. What the? And there's two versions that is written. The first one is Maui turns into a worm. He enters into the cave, and the cave crushes him with obsidian teeth. The second version is he wants to enter into her vagina, travel through her body, and out her mouth. And That's how he's gonna kill her. Extra, and there's carvings of this, <laughs> and that's that's Maui.
2: Not what I. And we would just got get, taken off YouTube. to be happening in that photo. Bro, he don't look worm like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is Maui. Uh, how, how do we put it? Entering. getting the getting the big dead. Okay, in so Maui got caught cheating, and this is the story he told his wife. <laughs>
4: Oh, I was trying to save all mankind.
3: <laughs> I'm giving men immortality <laughs> is what he said. Stop blocking men. Yeah. Um, in the story. Okay, switch back to us. <laughs> he's, a, he's success. He's um, like his plan is moving along and it's happening until his brothers from the bushes watching start laughing and they awake. Hine nuite poh. She wakes up, she sees what's going on and crushes Maui. Dude, what kind of thought don't wake up the second he <laughs> starts?
4: Sorry, Goddess of Death. So,
3: Maui died by clapping thighs. Ah, but. Like a true legend. Snoo, <laughs> snoo. Death by snoo, snoo. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I thought uh, the hook and the jawbone was uh, so unique. Bro, and, uh, I,
4: I feel like the Maoris have, like, a mad similar—because I did research on the the Maoris for, like, a story I did a long time ago, and I remember someone trying to enter into the woman, and then she wakes up and kills him.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of these stories are shared by all Polynesians, not just the Hawaiians. Makes sense. So, yeah, like I said in the beginning and preface, Maui is known by all Polynesian cultures. He was a demigod ah, for all Polynesians. Yeah.
4: On the bottom of Maori weapons, the bottom is a vagina. Mm-hmm. And it's to remind you like this is where you came from, it's gonna take you out. Some yeah. shit like that.
3: Yeah. Know. And I'm not trying to be uh crass or vulgar. Yeah, sorry. Like Polynesian culture was like extremely sex positive. Like there are legends of one of the goddesses, and I mean we we laughed as kids when we heard this, but one of the goddesses has a like a flying, a flying vagina. She, like, detaches her vagina and it, like, chases men. Mm. And if you've ever been to Hawaii and you've hiked Cocoa Head, then you've hiked into the vagina. That's where – that's the whole legend of it. And the Hawaiians believed that, you know. So.
4: They're not just prude asses, like, <laughs> yeah. Western culture.
3: Yeah. Uh, they were very sex positive, all about fertility and, uh, I don't know, family. Ohana. Oh. That's what we're coming down to, dude. Ohana. That's Is it what Vin it's Diesel, about?
2: Hawaiian Vin yeah. Diesel.
4: <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't have friends. I have Ohana, <laughs>
2: bro. That was good.
4: That,
3: was good. that was actually funny. Yeah, I like that, dude. I like that one. <sighs> that's me tonight. Hey. hey, I wanted to share a little bit of uh, my culture. Aloha, for goodbye. one hundred. Aloha, goodbye. <laughs> dude, I dig
4: that. That one of the photo. That's creepy. I love stories like that, even though they're really sad. They're infuriating, too, because we don't know. Yeah, but so creepy. Like, he managed to catch potentially what took him out. Yeah. So creepy. And it was sent later. I don't know. It's just the whole scenario. Sus. But always love hearing about the Hawaiian culture as well. Thank you. You did your grandma proud. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) She should give you her jawbone.
3: (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. We hope everybody had fun. How's chat doing? Yeah. Chat's good. Yeah.
1: Um, they, I. The most recent is Can't Wait to See This in 1 or 2. <laughs> the sequel. The slither. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Thick thighs got him in the end. Yeah, <laughs> Tefiti's revenge, bro. <laughs> Tefiti's revenge.
4: <sighs> cool. Guys, this was way fun. We're not sure how often we're going to do this. If you guys enjoyed it, please let us know. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we can make it like a once a month thing. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Or a special
3: thing. Yeah. This was totally new for us, for you. So, uh, I
2: don't know. I feel like it went like pretty well. So,
3: you want to
4: do a poll? Yeah. Sure. We can poll, dude. Yeah. Hmm. Let's do like, uh, should we make this a monthly thing? Not saying we will. Everyone votes
3: no. <laughs> Everyone's going to spam No. <laughs>
4: See what our chat's like.
3: This will be the test.
4: Yeah. Oh.
3: In the meantime,
4: should we close out and then we can chat with chat? Close out for the recording?
3: Oh, uh, sure. All right. Yeah.
4: Guys, this was fun. We love it. We loved hanging out with you. And uh, I really dug the stories. They were like way different all over the place. It's always fun. It's fun when they align. And then it's also fun when we cover lots of different stuff. Yeah. So, we appreciate you. Once again, shout out to all of our supporters, all of our listeners. Everyone here tonight oh, yeah. is the reason why we can still do this and why we continue to grow. Uh, so we really appreciate you all. Big shout
3: out to, um, again, our, our producers, top-tier patrons that we shouted out earlier, uh, Kalima and Miranda and all of our, our friends and, and family.
4: Um. All right, it looks like they're saying yes. Uh, let's
3: let's close it out for for real. Okay. Oh, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for uh coming out with us too or to watch our stream, uh supporting us all the way to episode 100 and further. Uh we look forward to to doing more.
4: As always, send in your stories. Those are our favorite, the ones from the listeners. Yeah. Uh it's fun to get to know you guys and like Dude, we've, we've met and made friends from people who send in their stories. Like It's so crazy from all around the world. The most recent one being England. So happy birthday to that person. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, please send in your stories. You can send them into our IG DMs. You can go to our website. There's a link in our bio. You can submit them there. Or you can send them to our email, the 3 mpodcastcom But we love you all. We hope you're safe and you have fun. With that, bye, love you, be safe. Trust your gut, watch your back.
2: Be careful out there. Okay, bye.
4: What up, chat? What up, YouTube? <laughs> any up. any fun things? Any questions? Any thoughts?
1: Oh, once a month would be super cool. Um haven't yeah, forgotten about feet picks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right.
1: We'll, we'll hit you back. We'll hit any, you back.
3: Anything that. from you guys? Any chat, any questions for uh Kalima and Miranda?
2: Oh yeah. Let's get get them in on this.
3: Denny Swords says, Y'all the best thing I look forward to every week.
2: Thanks,
1: G.
4: No, thank you. Any stats we want to go over? Yeah, we're averaging 20,000 downloads a month. Countries all over the world. A ton of active listeners. So it's cool. The YouTube is growing. I don't know. Anything else? Those are like our big milestones lately is the 20,000 downloads a month. What's next?
3: What can people expect? What's on the radar? Uh, I think for real, merch. Yeah, we'll do another... Like the as we get as we get yeah. closer to fall winter, merch and uh, merch that kind of fit the season. So
4: we're trying to figure out a live show. It would be in Utah, though. Yeah, so. all of our Utah listeners can come out, and if you want to travel, go for it.
3: We've thought about doing a live show at a venue, and we've thought about meeting in the woods. Is that weird? <laughs> you want to do a poll? <laughs> poll. <laughs> Should we do a live? Because there's
4: like venues in Utah that we could do. There's ampli- there's-, there's amphitheaters
3: in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: Big Cottonwood has one. It's pretty dope. Venue. Why are you
3: also hush about it? I don't know. I don't want people to know.
4: <laughs> All right.
3: DJ, whatever happened to that Reddit person you were in contact with? There was one. You had- yeah. Which I one? was in talks with them and then they just stopped responding. If we're talking about They're the same, dead, the person who had like the occult. Yeah, it oh, was in yeah. the occult. Yeah, I was talking with him a couple of times and he just stopped responding. I, I reached out to him like two more times and then I was like, huh. dang, I don't want to press him further than I already did, huh. unfortunately. Happens a lot. Yeah. Like people just stop responding or whatever? No, or yeah, or just like loose ends and we can't like. Yeah. I know we always, like every
4: episode we're like, oh, we should look that up and then
3: never do. Yeah. Or we look it up and like there's no further information or. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what can we expect for episode 200? <laughs> oh, damn.
2: If we make it, bro. Record from the moon, bro.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Dude, we have so many more. My- oh, dude, we just hit 3,000 followers on IG, which is not big for big people, but it's big for us. Yeah. So thank you, everyone who follows us on IG. If you know someone who doesn't, steal their phone, go follow us. Give us a like.
3: Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Come and hang out on uh, Discord, too. You're
4: yeah. All right. Before we go... I feel really bad. Isaac sent all that money. He sent three grand. Holy! So I gotta give the people. I gotta give the people what they want. All right.
3: What a sellout, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the money really got to you. Kalima, you ready
4: for that wide? Yeah. Good. Wow. out there, left foot or right foot?
3: Both. I
4: have to get it to focus on me. What? Focus on
3: me. Put your foot. Left foot.
4: All right. This is dumb dude
3: <laughs> Oh
2: <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3am. If you want to support us, visit our patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 A.M. Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life, so file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
4: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumbacasino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW you void, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Something is creeping in. don't follow
5: it.
2: Now. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorized financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special
0: kind of stain on humanity.
2: that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually.
0: To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.